Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo. Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, the end of the All-Star break, what should have been the Olympic break, but alas, we get Canucks hockey this week, unfortunately. Um, but we will, uh, we do have some stuff to talk about tonight as always joined by, uh, uh, Clay. Hello, Parker. I like your threads tonight, man. Yeah. The team's playing right now. If you're watching the recorded version of this, uh, you will be confused. Uh, Canucks are playing safe right now and I will be keeping everyone updated as we go. And I just realized my light isn't on, so I look weird. Uh, so I'm going to fix that while you talk. Okay. Well, hello everyone. Yes, it is indeed. The end of the All-Star break, it was supposed to be the start of a three-week Olympic break, but we knew that the NHL put in this caveat saying if they had any games postponed because of COVID, they were going to use these three weeks instead to make up those games, and that's exactly what they have scheduled to do. Isn't that right, Parker? Yep, which means we get so much sports going on because I personally, our plan has been, we and we did this for the Summer Olympics last year, yeah. uh, we just record CBC constantly, and then skim through so we can watch an entire day of olympic coverage in like three hours which is excellent uh and that includes uh this game right here which is canada the u.s 10 and a half minutes to go in the third period Mm -hmm. um so for tonight though we do have uh, a bit of canuck stuff to talk about they they obviously only played the one game last week on tuesday before the all-star break we'll talk a little bit about the all-star uh game and the skills competition especially because that was way more exciting than the all-star game itself um and then we got some Halak stuff to talk about. Uh, some I mean, Jack Rathbone had five points tonight. We'll talk about that. Mm. Um, and maybe we'll maybe we're going to touch on our predictions a little bit and see we're sort of we're a little past the halfway point of the season. And I'd like to see where uh, where we're at uh, on that. Yikes! I'm kind of scared actually to to reveal how oh, well. Oh, we're not close to to much. <laughs> we're not doing great. Awesome! Can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So where do you want to start? Do you want to? Do we want to? Let's acknowledge that it happened that last Tuesday the Vancouver Canucks lost four two to the Nashville Predators. Hmm. And yeah, refresh uh, me. I, I can't remember. I honestly. Uh, you think I remember? Yeah, <laughs> let me go to the game center. Game center. I've got it open. Um, the Canucks had 32 shots on goal. Nashville okay. had 28. Matthew yeah. Highmore scored a goal. Right. Uh Oliver Ekman Larson scored a goal. Oh, that's right. His turnaround. Oh yeah, and his his three sixty. Yeah, and Highmore's was nice. That was a two on one that became a breakaway. Yeah, that was a good goal too. Those yep. are two nice goals actually. And then they the other team scored four, so the Canucks uh, lost. Yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, Philip Forsberg went crazy on us. I yeah, Philip Forsberg scored twice. He's he's not a bad player. Yeah, um, and that's kind of it. I honestly don't remember that much from it, and it was so long ago that it doesn't really matter. And you know why this it even feels longer between episodes? Because we did go Monday night, but we actually were two hours early. So it's mm. it's been 26 hours or whatever, 25 hours since the end uh, of our 170 last hours instead of 168. That's our problem. The extra uh, two, the extra two percent got us, or well, yeah, one and a half percent. A week later, not a day later. Okay. <laughs> that's why you're the numbers guy, and I'm just the yeah, pretty face. That's, that's yeah. all right. Uh <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, we're gonna talk more about sort of some news that came up today. Um, including, you know, the Canucks are going back in action tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes. Now, unfortunately, no Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes going into COVID protocol uh, today. 
Um, it's kind of a weird scenario because the, the NHL has sort of stopped testing asymptomatic players as of the all-star break. They said they were doing one more test after the all-star game, and then they're just going to stop, stop testing players who aren't symptomatic. The wrinkle is for the Canucks, they go across the border. So for, for a player to come back into Canada, they had to get tested regardless. And Quinn Hughes, uh, tests positive. Uh, so Quinn Hughes will not be in the lineup. And since he's in the States, I think that adds that extra five day wrinkle, right? Instead of five days, it's 10 days. Uh, but unless the Canucks play in the States, which they don't for the next week, it's, they don't play in the States for 10 days. I think he misses three games. Is yeah. I think where we're at. But what's crazy is, yeah, he misses the three at home, which is Arizona tomorrow, Islanders Wednesday, Toronto on Saturday. But then we don't play again until, isn't it in San Jose? Mm-hmm. So does he even come Next back? Thursday. I guess he comes back and, and he'll be ready. Yeah, I, I think he probably he probably stays there because yeah. because if he can't be with the team for ten days, he would be able to participate like next Wednesday, and they play Thursday in San Jose. Just stay stay in the states. Um, once you test negative, you can go hang out, do fun stuff while you're down there, and not have to quarantine <laughs> when you come back. Speaking of fun stuff, so what's weird is I saw Dollywall tweeting. About messaging with Rutherford. Uh, by the way, I wonder if he the, talks to Rutherford a lot, hey? Yeah, I was just <laughs> to say, I wonder if Sportsnet six fifty gets upset at the Canucks that you know Rick Dollywall, uh, still valued valuable member of media, is getting all the scoops before Sportsnet. Anyways, he said that Rutherford said that he was in Vegas, and then Ben Kuzma and others saying no, Quinn Hughes wasn't in Vegas. So I don't know if you know well, the true story or. Well, yeah, Ben Kuzma also said he was in Vegas because it was the words coming from Jim Rutherford's mouth. And then Kuzma confirmed like an hour later saying, oh, he's I've confirmed he's not. He wasn't in Vegas at the All-Star game. He was just in the States. Rutherford just made a mistake, okay. uh, as I think sort of the the end of it. Um, right. And yeah, so the Canucks are without him for three games, which really hurts. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I tweeted that, you know, there's clearly a conspiracy here where you knew that Quinn Hughes wasn't going to be playing tomorrow, which is why you sold me your tickets to tomorrow's game. So I'm going to go watch. You know, it's OK. I'm there for Louie. I'm there for Jay Beagle, yeah, yeah. and I'm there for Antoine Roussel. That you know, is Parker, you, you give me too much credit. If I was that smart, and if I had that predictive ability, I'd be doing something. Not this. I still be doing this with you, but I'd be doing other things with my the rest of my life. So, I hope you enjoy the game, regardless. Yes, hopefully it'll it'll still be fun. Uh, and other players who are maybe in uh, a little bit of some hot water here are Tucker Pullman and Elias Pettersson, who mm. are both symptomatic, but not with COVID <laughs> they test po- or they test negative for COVID uh, where yeah. they're both feeling under the weather. Uh, they weren't like in the same place together. I don't think I know mm-hmm. PD went to LA. I think yeah. uh, I don't know what Pullman did, um, but both of them not feeling well. So their status also in question, uh, especially with two games on back-to-back nights, uh, you never yeah. know when they'll be back. And I don't know if it's a relief Parker that um, they actually had flu like symptoms that aren't COVID because We've been trained as soon as you have a flu-like symptom now, stay home because it likely is COVID. So um, I'm just saying it was pretty scary when we saw the tweet saying, oh, Hughes is in COVID protocol. And by the way, PD's not on the ice either. That yeah. That's not good. <laughs> then you've yeah. been demanding a refund from me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have uh, maybe gone to small claims, you know, <laughs> tried to tried to start something. But no, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It, it means that the next, uh, you know, hopefully Pedersen, uh, is back if Pullman. I don't think Pullman's going to affect my viewing experience all that much tomorrow, uh, whether it's him in the lineup or like Noah Juleson or whoever it ends up being. I right. think I'll be okay. Um, hopefully, Patterson's in the lineup, obviously. 
Um, but you know, if if the Canucks are without Hughes, uh, maybe without Pullman, uh, those are some more gaps that the Canucks need to fill, especially because they don't have much defensive depth, or they have a lot of defensive depth. They just don't have much star power right. on defense. Uh, so losing Quinn Hughes for the next three games is going to be a big blow. But you know who plays a similar style to Quinn Hughes, also on the same side, who, as you mentioned off the top of the show, blew it up in Abbotsford tonight? Why don't they call up that guy? Yeah, you'd think, you know, maybe maybe a guy goes out there um, on, a, on a nice little Sunday night in Abbotsford, yeah. gets a goal, four assists as a defenseman, a dynamic defenseman, an offensive defenseman, um, who is literally Quinn Hughes, but a lot worse, <laughs> which is no, no offense to him. Just Quinn Hughes none, is none. So, such a high level. Um, yeah. Jack Rathbone tonight gets a goal and four assists. Uh, yeah. saying he, he told Chris Faber it was the first time since Pee Wee that he's had a, a five point game. Um, and I think Sheldon Rempel also had five points. Um, but that's wow. big, uh, for, for Jack Rathbone. But again, he, he doesn't get the call. It's, uh, it's once again, uh, Juleson and who was it? Who we talked about this before. Yeah. Juleson's going to play in breeze ball. No, Sautner, 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 Sautner gets called up as well. Yeah. And I, I know Jasper and, and we're kind of Parker, you and I are kind of joking. We know that Rathbone's been injured. He hasn't played and They obviously want to, you can't just call him straight up to Vancouver as much as we, you and I would love to see it. He's got to get in some games in Abbotsford, but it just kind of speaks to the, as you said, we have depth, but how good's the depth? We're already missing Hamannick. Now we're missing Pullman, and now we're missing Hughes. That's three of, say what you want, that's three of our top six. So you have Myers, you have Oyel, and you have Shen. And then now who? You have a Hunt, a Burroughs, and a Juleson with a Sautner banging the door to get in. That's that's not the most confidence-inspiring lineup I've ever seen. No, it's really not. It is a lot of, a lot of okay players. And that's kind, <laughs> of, that's kind of the bar the Canucks are at, right? The, yeah. the Canucks have a lot of okay players. Uh, that aren't performing all that well. And the the bright side is you take one of them away and you have a bunch more of the same to fill their place. And I remember when we had this conversation sort of, you know, after free agency uh, and we said, oh, well, the Canucks signed a bunch of mediocre depth players. Yeah, they're going to compete with each other, hopefully push each other up. One of them, you know, one or a couple of them will break through and be um, impressive and, and surprise us. You know, you, you take that many you know that you throw that many darts at the dart dartboard, you might get a good a, a a good player out of that, right? We haven't really seen that. I mean, Kyle Burrows has been a nice story. Yeah. Um, Brad Hunt hasn't impressed me all that much. Uh, no, Juleson hasn't impressed me all that much. Uh, it, again, it does. It just feels like nothing has really been that impressive, except Luke Shen throws a lot of hits, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of been it. Yeah, Luke Shen, I'd, I'd say he's been one of our unsung heroes, if not the unsung hero. So when you hear this, Parker, honestly, what, what's your first reaction when you hear these pairings at, at practice day? OEL, not with Myers, but with Juleson. That's our top pair. Okay, starting off the bat. <laughs> OEL is going to play 24 minutes tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. What's Juleson going to play? Like uh, 16? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you gonna? You're really gonna put them together because they're not gonna play the whole game together. Yeah. Okay. Move on. Next one. Let's okay. So maybe Myers pops up. So your second pairing is now Shen back to the left side with Myers. What do you think of that pairing? Uh, again, I don't want Shen playing the 26 minutes that Tyler Myers will play. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that does turn into OEL Myers on the double shifts, and then they I try agree. to rotate him back in. And then our third pairing, the vaunted pairing 
of Brad Hunt and Kyle Burroughs. I'm okay with that. That's a fine. Th- that's a fine fourth pairing. Um, <laughs> but hey, if they got to fill in as the third, that's fine. They will play. Well, I was gonna say they'll play nine minutes, but now that you think about it, I mean, the second pairing isn't that much. You know, no. it's not like a big gap. So maybe they. Yeah. Maybe it's like twenty-five for yep. the top pair, or not the top. Well, if they play together, uh, OEL Myers twenty-five. And that leaves you with 35 minutes left <laughs> that you have to cover. So are you going to play each from 17 minutes? No, nope. that's we're going uh, 28. We're going 28. Do I really have to watch Brad hunt play for 17 minutes tomorrow night? Like that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't get me that excited. We're going 28, 19, uh, 28, 19, 13. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and it's a back to back. So you're playing OEL and Myers 28 minutes tomorrow. And then how many nights the next night? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, at least again. look, at least it's Arizona and the Islanders, right? It's not two yeah. offensively high caliber teams. So yes. in theory, the defense shouldn't have to do too much. However, we say this and then the Canucks get shot on 40 times and, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going on. So who knows? Okay. So I'm going to quickly run through the four lines for you. You tell me just listening to this, your okay. impressions and where PD comes in if he plays. Are you ready? Yeah. Pearson Miller Besser. Oh. <laughs> Dickinson Horvat Garland. Oh. Remember, he, he does like Horvat Dickinson together. What though. is this left wing? <laughs> Mott Lamico Chason, no high more. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And Podkolz and Hoglander are two young guns with Dowling between them. Where does PD fit in? Oh, I, I, that's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, move Pod Colson up to one, Hoaglander yep. up to two. Yeah. Um, put Patterson at do something there. I don't know. <laughs> move Horvat down. Put Patterson there. I I think I think instead of I I think what they should do in these cases is, yep. and again I'm not a coach. Uh, I think you try to you try to just have three good lines instead of four or even two, okay. and you say hey we're gonna have two really good lines. They're each gonna play 22 minutes, and then we're gonna have the ability to score for 44 minutes of the game. Yep. Um, and then we're gonna have Chase on Dowling and and Dickinson out there right. to kill right. some time or whatever. Um, the problem is I feel like every single line here has a negative, right? <laughs> the top line is Pearson, which I'm okay with, but I I think that and he's been good, but I he's not a first line player. Uh, and I right. think you're you're gonna get more luck with a with a Hoaglander or Pod Colson, even okay. though I think Pearson has more points than either of them. Um, I just think they're more dynamic and, and can create more. Yeah, that second line has Dickinson, who has been uh, not good this year and is a fourth line player at this point uh, yeah. and not a second liner. Um, third line, I'm not, third line. I'm OK with the yeah. thing is, I, I think I think I'm OK with it because you've shifted so many people down that it makes it a little <laughs> bit better. Um, yeah, I'm I don't know. I yeah, I'm OK with it. I don't know how long it lasts. Right. Right. And then we're not even talking about the opponent. Maybe we don't have to, cause they're so bad, but True. any, uh, we've been joking about it. Any thoughts about the return of Erickson Beagle Roussel? I don't even know. Are I get to right watch. Now? I get to watch the video tribute. Um, mm. Do they, do you think they combine all three into one, like 10 second thing or do they, and they don't even say their do names they, or Welcome do they back, guys? <laughs> yeah. Or do they each get their own commercial break? No way. No way. No way. No, they, they were barely they here. Would. Louis was here for five years. <laughs> He's barely here. <laughs> it's, it's I think five years. It's half a I decade. Think it's gonna be a, 
a 30 to 45 second clip and they start with Louis and music and then Louis skating around and scoring in his own net. And then they're going to show Beagle winning a face off. Rochelle, Rochelle plastering someone in the boards and then he'll say, welcome back. Or thank you guys. Okay. So they, they're going to show one highlight of each of them. Well, Just off two. the top of your head, let's say, yeah. what are the one highlight from each player that comes well, to your mind? Roussel, I will give you. Um, I know scoring, that scoring on the night of Alex Burrow's yeah. tribute game. That one's a gimme. Okay. Jay Beagle. Uh, a great defensive face-off win. Kelly Bell not going to do that. How many goals did he score in a Canucks uniform? He was here for, what, three years? <laughs> three, three full years. I mean, he only played like 140 oh. games. A funk you has a great one. He scored six goals yeah. plus one in the playoffs. Uh, and Funk you actually says and that's the what Beagle Funk you saying yeah. the OT winner in the 2020 bill. I literally don't remember that goal. I actually do from the slot. It was good. It was good. Okay. And then for Louie. Pick your empty netter of choice, man. <laughs> if they showed an empty net goal from Louie Erickson, he scored. So yeah, five years in a Canucks uniform, he scored 21, 32, 38 goals. Total. 38 to choose from. Uh, he did play 10 playoff games in the bubble where he had zero points. Uh, so it won't be anything from there. How do I not remember any of his go- on any of those 38 <laughs> goals? I, I don't Viewers, know. help us out here. G- give uh, us a good... Louis goal. Well, if I Google Louis Erickson Canucks nice goal, oh. I'll see it. Louis Erickson debuts for Canucks and scores on own net. That's the top result. <laughs> uh, oh my! Oh, oh. Erickson's go-ahead goal. Louis Erickson buries Josh Levo's backhand feed. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that one. Okay. Louis well, Erickson we're... finally gets first point of the season. <laughs> Louis we're... Erickson finally scores a goal. <laughs> the, the, the word finally is used in so many of these titles. Oh, no. Getting some great suggestions in the chat, Parker. Jaskin says Louis scored against Tampa. Okay, we'll take your word for it, man. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Fuzzy Wuzzy says he scored an open tap-in against Boston. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, put Boston in it. Sure. Oh, Okay, yeah, you'll I have am, to tweet. I'm looking you'll, forward to that. You have to tweet from the game, Parker, what they do for yeah. a tribute. I'll I'll film it, and I'll get dozens of views. <laughs> Three likes on that one. Uh, yeah, that'll it'll be fun. It'll be a it'll be an it'll be a funny little thing. I'm excited for it. By the way, Canada U.S. 120 to go. States on the power play in a 4-2 game. Canada okay. leads. Uh, so we're we're nearing the end here. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. What else was there to talk about? <laughs> well, I, I think we covered tomorrow night's game pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Uh, Arizona yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and uh, even at nine thousand fans tomorrow, that will be double what they're going to be seeing next year. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, does tomorrow's game sell out? I guess <laughs> it's all season point. ticket holders, so maybe it does. Uh, I guess it yeah. would. Yeah. They they say they. Their non-sell, it's like 13K at worst. I, I'm yeah. sure they, they can get nine in there pretty easily. Yeah, I'm excited. What does is, what is 9,000 feel like? Does it feel weird? Yeah, I, well, I don't want to... Well, not that you need a spoiler. Uh, no, it doesn't feel weird, actually. Um, but what you'll know right away is they don't space you out every second seat. It's wherever yeah, the it's, are. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just, so everyone, there's just 9,000 people in there. Yeah. My prediction is you'll have um, two people sitting next to you, but then they'll recognize that there's no one else in the row and then they'll move over a couple of seats to give yeah, you. Yeah. I'll move down or something, yeah. you know, a couple of rows. <laughs> Your whole section to your left, there's going to be a lot of empty seats because that's the next price point up. So just, mm. just take a look. Take a look. Gotcha. You'll enjoy um, it. All right. What else do we have here? Do we want to talk a little bit about, um, do we want to keep previewing these games? We talked about Tuesday, Arizona, 7 PM back to back. They go Wednesday against the Islanders, a late one, 7 30 PM, a 10 30 PM start for those living in New York. Wow. Oh, by the way, silly. Now, now that we're talking back to back at home, no travel, uh, can we presume, and I know we're going to talk about them later, but let's just talk about the actual decision what would you do with the two goalies for the next two nights well as in which one you play when yeah um i think you put i just think you played demko first first game back yeah i yeah. i think i don't think you overthink this one i, I yeah. think it's two beatable opponents um and both of your goalies have been fine they both have the same save percentage basically um mm. the team has played terribly in front of halak this year and, and way better in front of demko <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't think it matters. Um, no. I think you, you, you try to lock in the win tomorrow and hope to carry that momentum into Wednesday. I thought about that too. And I agree with you, Parker. Then I thought not that Demko was overworked in, in Vegas at all, but you could give him an extra day and you, mm-hmm. you could go Halak. And then there's actually two days between Wednesday and Saturday as opposed to one day. So you mm-hmm. could go Demko Wednesday, Saturday, but yeah, I, I think if I had to choose, if I had to bet, I go, I go Demko Halak in that order. Right. And there's, yeah. there's. I mean, the Canucks have what seven games pushed into the Olympic break, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's pretty it's a pretty spaced out couple of weeks here, right? They play the three games this week, like you said, the game on Saturday. Yeah. And then they don't play till the following Thursday. Wow. And then they're basically back to you know Thursday, Saturday, Monday, so every two days, okay. and then they have a couple of a couple of two day breaks in there after that as well. So they've uh, they've got. I, I don't think they're. I don't think they should be worried about fatigue unless Demko comes back. I mean, what did Demko do? He he faced like seven shots in the save street competition and then he played a 10 minute period yeah. in an all-star game with pretty lazy play yeah i, I don't know if he's going to be fatigued or, or anything he should like be that. okay maybe yeah. a little hungover but by then it should be gone did you see some of the highlights it like everyone was hung over they're all yawning when they're showing I think, all the i think they showed a picture in the warm of dylan larkin wearing sunglasses <laughs> that cracked me up because <laughs> you you know why like and i think who was it um one of the coaches was it um was it bednar the, one doing? of the one of the all-star coaches was like they had him mic'd up on yeah. uh on one of the broadcasts. he's like yeah i'm a little hungover <laughs> like he just said it on tv it was great um awesome, awesome. But yeah I, I think the canucks don't need to overthink these two games they're, they're games okay. they should win uh arizona islanders two winnable games yeah. go in at home win them both saturday is yeah. the one where uh where the opponent gets a little tougher that's the biggie and it's too you know obviously hockey night in canada big audience it's too bad quinn's not playing for that one uh not just for the exposure he makes our team so much better but that's gonna be a fun one and i'm actually going to that one parker my, my first one of the and it's the first time i've been seeing vancouver toronto in my 11 years as a season ticket holder mm-hmm. yeah it's the first time ever Usually you sell, you sell that one to make most of your money back. <laughs> yeah, we, we do sell that one. And this was the one where I was supposed to go with my season ticket partner, Mike. He cannot go because he's going to be out all day for the next day, the Super Bowl. So I'll be taking mm. my son, Sean, to that one. Yeah, uh, Super yeah. Bowl weekend. I didn't even yeah. have that on our list of topics. But hey, we uh, can end off with go that. Go Bengals. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the Maple Leafs are are so they're so scary right now. They won tonight. Yeah. They win tonight, four three in OT. Yeah. Uh, before the All Star break, they beat the Devils back to back on back to back nights and a little mm. home and home. They beat them six four and seven one. Uh, so they're and then they beat the Red Wings uh, two days before seven four. So they have scored uh, in their last five games. They've scored at least four goals. Um, and then the two before that three. So they, they are so scary offensively. Uh, they have, you know, they, they have the second most goals in the league, actually third most, mm. eh, fourth most, Never mind. That was a dumb thing to say. Uh, the Panthers <laughs> have way more, uh, the avalanche have a bunch on their right behind Vegas, uh, but they have more games in hand. So more goals per game, but yeah, maybe at least one six in a row. Uh, that's, wow. that's a hot team coming into town. Um, and that's going to be one of those nights where you hope Thatcher Demko is ready to play because he's probably going to face 40 shots, probably 18 high danger chances. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to need to be lights out. And 9,000 fans, it might be two or 3,000 of them cheering loud for Toronto or maybe a little yep. less, but they're going to sound like a lot, a lot louder. Yeah. A lot yeah, more. It's going to be, it'll, uh, it'll be a tough one. Um, so we always do our predictions for the week. Mm. What are your predictions for this week? I gotta go. Uh, I gotta. I'm gonna go two zero and one. You're saying they take it to OT against Toronto? Yep. Extra time and then lose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Um, I'm not gonna overthink it. They go two and one. I, I think it's. Okay. I think it's the easy answer. Um, and I think they do it losing to Arizona. No I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I think. I think. You know, the odds, the Canucks are going to be pretty solid favorites tomorrow. I would imagine I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Um, And then I would imagine they're going to be pretty solid favorites against um, the Islanders. And then they're probably not going to be favorites uh, against the, uh, the Maple Leafs. The Canucks are, let's see here. Canucks are minus 250 on the, uh, on the, on the money line tomorrow. Uh. Uh, So heavily favored. Right, um, right, like right. sixty, like seventy percent odds to win if you just go by that. So, right. Um, Can I drop yeah. my neat uh, playoff stat on you, and I just get your reaction? Sure. Cool. Well, I know you know that Dom decision is now saying eight percent chance because. Yep. Okay, so uh, I figured this out. It's kind of cool. Under Boudreaux, Canucks have gone twelve five and four, a points percentage of six six seven, to make the playoffs at ninety four points. Presuming the Canucks over the last thirty six games have to go. Six, six, seven, either 23, 11, and 12, or 24 and 12. My point is to make it to the playoffs, presumably with 94 points, they have to do exactly what they've been doing with two thirds of their games at home with a easier schedule, but it's still going six, six, seven over 36 more games. And are you going to depend on Thatcher Demko to keep up his 940 save percentage yes, exactly. that he's had under Boudreaux? Um, that's the tricky part, right? We, we've seen these advances in the way the team is playing. Um, but they've come back to earth a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. since that first month. Um, and again, it's a lot of that is goaltending and, you know, you can't blame a team for having good goaltending. That's nice. Uh, but all of these games, the Canucks have won all the two ones, three twos. They're not scoring a lot of goals. They just have goalies in net who are being absolutely dominant. Um, yeah. and that, that has been the real reason for most of these wins. Cause they're all one goal games. If Thatcher Demko is playing at his normal nine fifteen level, the Canucks probably lose like two or three more of those games. And, yeah. and we're talking about a team that needs to go seven twenty uh, yes. and the rest of the way, instead of, instead of winning, getting two thirds of the points. So if yeah. Demko can continue to be 
you know, continue at the pace of what would be the best goalie ever, basically, um, <laughs> then the Canucks have a shot. Yeah. He could great, do it. <laughs> great point about the goaltending. Yeah, I never thought I was, I was getting all excited about two-thirds of the games at home and easier schedule. But, yeah, you do have to look at, and not just Demko, um, Martin was uh, was a revelation. And you got to yeah. look at what's happened in those 21 games. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, but, again, they, I, I'm not saying they can't do it, right? 8%, yep. I, I think, is pretty fair. Yeah. 8%, I'll take it. Uh, I would have taken it three months ago, so or two months ago, or whatever it was. That time is confusing when uh, when this team is this wild. Yeah, only two months. It's only been two months. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, Cox can get some wins this week. Uh, and I do want to officially say that the Canadian women are undefeated. I have a question mark in there, and I'm going to take it away while we bring this up. Yes. Uh, Canada beats the States 4-2. to two. They win their group, meaning that I think that just means they get a real easy schedule they probably play the second team from another pool um and i don't have that in front of me so i was explaining to my daughter kayla tonight why canada how canada and us are so dominant in women's hockey and i tried to explain to her that if any of these lesser teams beat canada or us in women's hockey it's it's i want miracles too strong a word but it's it's one of the biggest sporting events in that small country's Mm -hmm. history potentially so what would be an analogy in the NHL? Like, <laughs> would it be Arizona beating? No, Arizona did beat uh, Colorado, though. It would be, week. it would be like, um, it would be like a mid-tier college team beating right. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah, I is, like it. Is kind of the level they're at. Uh, it's yeah. it's because it's it's about the investment in, in the game, right? Canada has and the states have have really pushed the women's game, uh, and yeah. again could do it more. Um, but they, that's been really the big, the big difference. And all lots of these other countries just, just haven't funded it, haven't put much into it. And you see these, that you see, I'm sure you saw the, that Twitter discourse yesterday, that Toronto star article that someone published that was like, oh, we should just get rid of women's hockey at the Olympics because it's only two teams competing anyways. Uh, it was something like it had like 14 likes and a thousand quote tweets. Great ratio. Um, and people are like, hmm, I want, <laughs> yeah, may- maybe it's, uh, maybe it helps that there's all these other teams. Maybe they'll get better. Uh, so that kind of cracked me up. Yeah. Um, well, I like your analogy about a mid tier college team beating a, a Toronto Maple Leafs team. So in the chat, just as we're going, viewers, put in what, what kind of a comparison will you make? We see a Zamboni driver beating the, oh, that happened. That's a Zamboni driver beating the Leafs. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Uh, <laughs> so I think the way it works, uh, looking yeah. at, uh, this I think the the way that this uh, this playoff structure works, every team plays everyone in their in their group. There's two groups, five yeah. teams in each. Okay. So Canada uh, won their group. They're four and zero, so they won all their games. So they would in theory face the four seed of the other group because eight teams go to the quarterfinals, right. which currently sitting in the four seed is Sweden, uh, and they are. It's a uh, it's it's similar to soccer. Like it's a, it's a three point system. So a win is three points. Overtime win is two. Uh, A loss is zero and overtime loss is one. Um, Canada obviously gets 12 points looking at group B. uh, It's looking like Sweden right now is one and two. So they have three points. China is one, one and two. They have an overtime win. So Sweden has a game in hand. Denmark also has a game in hand and they're at the same boat. So it's going to be, because, yeah, China won in a shootout yesterday against Japan. Um, it's going to be, I mean, that whole group is Japan, yeah. Czechia, 
Czechia, Czechia, they changed it to the, from Czech Republic, uh, China, Sweden, and Denmark. Um, it could really be any of those teams, and the Canucks are going to get, or the Canucks, Canada's going to get the fourth seed uh, out of them, uh, while the States will get whoever the third seed is. I must say, tell you, I was very torn in that China Japan um, thrilling game because those, as you know, are my two countries of origin, or at least uh, mm-hmm. ethnic origin. So, yeah, okay. So China wins. So it could be, you said it could be China, Denmark, or Sweden. Yep, could be. Okay. Um, yeah, so they hopefully they hopefully they keep keep it going. Uh, and I mean, we very well could see a Canada U.S. final. I think that's that's what I'm hoping for because that's yeah. just good hockey. Um, it could end up being Canada Japan. Who knows? That would be interesting. Um, and I think the last the last thing that we had that was sort of Canucks related was Jaroslav Halak, and we sort of yeah. talked about this with the back to back games coming up, and the back to back will be Jaroslav Halak's tenth game in a Canucks uniform, meaning that bonus gets hit $1.25 million for appearing in 10 games. And the way bonuses work for those of you who don't know, um, basically he has his base salary, which is one and a half million dollars. That is on the cap this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. the way bonuses work and it works for performance bonuses for players on entry level contracts. The only people who can have bonuses, entry level contracts and 35 plus age old guys. Uh, so he is in that 35 plus category. So the Canucks, Contract is basically, hey, you get one half million for showing up. You get an extra two fifty k if your save percentage is above nine hundred five, and you get one and a quarter mil uh, if you play ten games. Okay. What that bonus allows you to do, though, is since it's not guaranteed, it's not on the cap this year. Um, it goes onto your cap next year if it's hit. If you don't have the cap space to pay for it this year, right? So the original thought was, hey, if we trade Halak before he hits that tenth game. He would hit that 10th game on a different team. The Canucks would not be responsible for that bonus. Um, well, he's going to hit that 10th game. So that's sort of off the table. Yeah. So the Canucks have two ways now to prevent that bonus from kicking in next season, right? Basically save one and a quarter million off the cap. They have to either trade him to a team and convince them to also take the bonus, right? So they have to say, hey, we're doing this trade. And you're going to take on that one and a quarter mil. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's going to mean that the trade is less valuable, right? Yeah. Uh, it means that instead of a $1.5 million cap hit, they're training a goalie with a $2.75 million cap hit. Um, that is, you know, a big hit uh, for a contending team. Um, or they can clear enough cap space this year to allow the bonus to fit this year which sounds easy it's only what 1.25 million the problem is the cap accumulates every day so 1.25 million now uh, or at the trade deadline when you're three quarters of the way through the season is actually like five or six million dollars on the cap uh as a cap hit at that point so the you, you, no that was well explained so the fact that we are over in terms of using our long-term injury reserve that is keeping us from expensing that bonus this season right so what's interesting about all that parker is you and i for the last month we always when we talk about trade rumors we always start with jt miller and then we work our way down the list besser qualifying offer horvat ufa at the end of next year now garland right we talk about all these guys but i've heard jim rutherford twice in the past week, say, don't presume it's going to be the top level guys that we have to move. 
we can make cap space by moving some uh, this is my word uh, my words mid-tier guys and when i hear mid-tiers i think of the pullmans the hammonicks the pearsons the dickinsons of the world where they're making three three and a half not six six and a half but you move two of those guys and you have your cap space not just for the slack bonus just overall so that's right. really fascinating to me actually that he comes out and actually says that right and the the tricky thing here is like you said um it's the way that long-term injured reserve works, right? Because um, basically, if you have a player that has an injury that means that they cannot play for the team for a long period of time, mm -hmm. their cap hit no longer affects you. But it do it's not that it's just like, oh, it just doesn't count towards your cap. It still counts towards your cap. But instead of reducing your cap hit by X amount, it allows you to go over your cap hit by X amount. Mm -hmm. So instead of the, the cap being, what is it, 81.5 million yes. uh, or whatever it is uh, by default, yes. uh, the Canucks can go over it if they want to by about $9 million. And that is because they have Michael Furland, Travis Hamanick, Brandon Sutter, and Brady Keeper all on LTIR. And all of them mm -hmm. add up to around $9 million. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's like 8.4, but for some reason they get a little more relief. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, there's an extra like 566K in there from some sort of bonus pool. But either way, they basically have the ability to go over that 81.5 million by another nine. They are currently $6.26 million into that uh, injury reserve. Wow. So for the Canucks to be able to clear out that bonus uh, and, and pay it off this year for Halak, they have to get below the cap by the amount that that bonus is to be able mm -hmm. to pay it off this year. Uh, Cause they have to basically end up have, having spent on the cap less than 1.25 million of the cap space um, at the end of the year. So they would have to trade away. Basically they have to clear out basically $6 million worth of space to then get to the point where they could put that bonus on the salary cap yep. uh, this year instead of next year. And that's why it's either, if that was the motivation, it's one of your big guns, like, uh, well, Miller's only making five to five, but it's a big gun or it's two or three of these middle pieces. And I, you know, we, we talked about Jim Rutherford's trading history, an average of one trade a month when he was with Pittsburgh, but Rutherford just said that was different. They were a win now mentality. We have to improve our team now. Who, you know, who cares about the future? We are making this team better where he knows here, completely different situation, a mature hockey market that knows that we have to retool again, but for another two seasons. He said that. That's his goal, right, is to get our team better in two years. So he's not pressured to make the home run. Rather, he can tinker a little bit, make space yeah. here, make space there. And that's going to be the fascinating thing. We've got to be patient, but we can't be surprised when he does start to make moves. I think that's that's the the lens we got to look through a, a little bit here. Right. So I think we're at the point where getting that far into the cap, probably not going to happen. Right. right. It's I agree. Just, it's, it's so much. They'd have to basically blow things up. Right. You can't do that by trading away Tucker Pullman and Tanner Pearson. That's not <laughs> enough. Right. You, you're trading away big names. Um, so that's not going to be uh, what happens. The other option is, like I like I said earlier, is if you were to trade Halak, which remember, he has a no movement clause. So he has the right to say no. Yeah. Um, again, you are then asking another team to take on that. What would end up being one and a half million dollars in bonus money, uh, assuming he stays with that 905 save percentage. Um, that is, like I said, it's a lot of money for a, a 
contending team to take on, right? We're talking about if, if you thought Halak is maybe worth, I don't know, a third or a fourth round pick at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably closer to nothing at the deadline, right? Yeah. So you have to start thinking, okay, well, do we just take that cap hit next year anyways, uh, just for a better pick or do we just keep Halak anyways, because he's not going to waive his no, no move clause. It's uh, it's not a great situation. At least Halak is playing good hockey though. Yeah, he is. And I think that adds to the intrigue because when Spencer Martin came up, everyone's saying, oh, just trade Halak now. We don't have to worry about his bonus. Then we hear Rutherford saying, no, we're not going to do that. And we hear Boudreaux saying, no, Martin's going back to Abbotsford. Uh, Halak's our, our goalie. So then the pendulum swung the other way. But now, and I know you and I both read that article in The Athletic earlier today, the fact that the Canucks actually inquired with the league as to how is this bonus going to work? How can we account for it? Are we allowed to trade it? The fact that they're asking all those questions doesn't guarantee that Halak's going to be moved, but at least the Canucks are considering it. And that's mm-hmm. more than maybe we were about a month ago. That's the they're fascinating part They're not taking me. it day by day, it seems. <laughs> uh, they are looking ahead a little bit. Yep. Um, they hopefully will not run out of time. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. So yeah, Halak's doing great. Uh, what I did want to bring up, uh, mostly because I didn't know if we were going to fill enough time today. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go back. We're past the halfway point of the season. We're about 56% of the way through the season. And at before the season started, like an episode or two before the season started, we both made a bunch of predictions. And a bunch of you guys did as well. Um, I want to... There's two things here. One, we never hammered out exactly what the stakes were. Uh, true. Now, I don't really, I can kind of see who's ahead, but I mean, both of us have done terribly, so I don't really know. Um, <laughs> um, do we, have we figured out what the, what the, what the stakes are? No, I'm willing to, I'm game. I'm, I'm willing, not knowing if I'm winning or losing, I'm probably losing, but not knowing what, which way it is. And if you will be, I know you're fair and unbiased. I, I'm willing to do whatever. I'm willing to, I'm for us to decide. Boat. So we can figure it out later because I think we're both honest enough. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick a few of these categories. Yep. Um, and we're going to start with the fun one. Elias Pettersson's total points on the season. Oh, no. So we both made a guess. Do you know what his current point pace is? His pace? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just over half. So I'm going 43. It is 43. Wow. Do you remember what you thought his points on the season would be? Yeah, 81. I have you at 80. Okay, 80, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I said 83. So, <laughs> for example, some of our guesses weren't very good. Um, so, Parker, actually, if we're tallying, you know, for later, when the season ends, if he doesn't get to 80 points, if he doesn't get to 80, yeah. do I technically win the category because I'm closer or no? It depends how you want to do it. If we want to okay. do absolute value of how far off we are total for all the points, or if we just say closest wins. No, let's go by. I think we should just go by category. That way, if you're wins, off, I agree. it doesn't completely. So you are basically locked in to win that one. Right. Unless Another one crazy. you're almost locked in to win is Brock Besser. Uh-oh. Because I said he'd get 72 points. You said he'd get 71. <laughs> so again, we don't have the prices right rules, but that's going to be an edge for you. But where I have you is Bo Horvat. Oh. Because again, man, this trend here where all these players are on pace for like 40 points. Horvat right now on pace for 41 points. You guessed 64. <laughs> what I guessed, am I doing? <laughs> I guessed 60. Our hopes are really high, okay? But I think you'll have me beat on JT Miller. Because you said 70 
and I said 68. Oh. And obviously he's on pace for 82 uh, at this point. Um, I, I I just took their total points and multiplied right. by how many games were left. Uh, Whatever, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, if they miss some games before, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Connor Garland, I'll win that one because again, I had a slightly lower number than you. Uh, oh, by the way. Before you go to the next one, do you remember when we were making these guesses? I told you that on my channel, some guy was going hard at me saying, why don't you think Garland and Horvat are going to get 60 to 70 points each? Do you remember we had this conversation? I said, and we both said, it's really hard to expect your second line, let alone your first line guys, but your second right. line guys to be 60 point guys. And Well, then why do we both predict that they would all get 60 points? Because <laughs> I said 62, you said 65. <laughs> He's on pace we don't 43. <laughs> maybe he's um, maybe the guy said 70 then. Maybe that's what Vasily Pod Colson. Oh no. Uh you said I, 40. Yeah. I said 32. He's on pace oh. for 18. Okay, you win. Tanner Pearson. Tanner Pearson's an interesting one. Mm. Uh I said 28. Yeah. You said 33. Do you know what his pace is? 30 or 31. 34. What? So you have the slight edge there potentially for Tanner Pearson. Wow. Tyler Mott's an interesting one. I said 13. You said 21. He's on pace for 16. So okay, that's one to yep. watch. Yeah. Brandon Sutter. I don't know if we just delete this category or if I get the win. <laughs> Cause I said 14. You said 18. Uh, he's on I think it, if yeah, he this plays tricky. games, then I think it counts. If he doesn't I think play games, then we delete it. Um, Jason Dickinson, we were this optimistic. This is fun. Yeah. Jason Dickinson, I said oh. 30. You said 26. He's on pace for 11. <laughs> Niels Hoaglander, I said 48. You said 40. He's on pace for 27. <laughs> Quinn Hughes is one that's going to be a toss-up. Okay. Because our guess is, I said 63. Yeah. You said 64. He's on pace for 61. Okay. So that could go either way. But he's missing the next three games. Yes, that is oh. true. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. We really look, Oliver Ekman oh, Larson no. has bounced back, but not offensively. Oh, no. uh, we we thought, hey, a good bounce back. I said he's going to get 38 points, which seems high, but it is <laughs> not as high as your 45 that you had him penciled in for. He is on pace for 16 points. Parker, did we think the Canucks were going to score 800 goals this season? Or like <laughs> we must have. <laughs> yeah, uh, we thought they'd be better than they have been offensively. Because remember, the whole, the whole narrative was this team is not going to have a, have de defense. They're going to have to win every game five four, and they've won every game two one or lost them five four. Like that, they're not. It's not going the way we thought. Uh, Tucker Pullman. Uh, do you remember how many thoughts you, or how many points you thought Tucker Pullman might get? 16. You said 13. Okay. I said nine. And I was being silly. I'm like, ah, he only got one point last year. He's on pace for five. Uh, Jack Rathbone. <laughs> I said 19. You said 22. He hasn't, he hasn't had points. Um, another fun one we did. Who plays more games this year? Matthew Highmore or Zach McEwen? Uh, we both said Matthew Highmore. Okay, good. Yeah, but why is that good? Zach McEwen's played every game for Philadelphia this year. Oh, we didn't qualify it as a Canuck? I don't think we I don't think it's qualified. Well, we picked the same thing anyways, though. Yeah. I'll pull it. We'd have the same thing. Uh let me just say hi more. All that it said is who plays more games. So I don't uh -huh. I think we'll uh we'll give the McEwen's the win there. 
Um, Oliol Levy, how oh, many no. NHL games would he play? I even specified this when I said NHL games yeah. played. Yeah. I said 13. You said 26. He, yeah. I think he's played uh, nine games this year. So he was on pace for oh. 16. Yeah. Uh, Klimovich, we both said zero. This is one you might have. Tyler Myers, average ice time. You said 22. I said 21. Yeah. He is at 22-13. Okay. I'm safe um, there, I think. Thatcher Demko save percentage. <laughs> uh, I said 9-15. Oh, that sounds good already. You said 9-18. What am I doing? He is at 9-17. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's one that is going to, it's going to flicker each way. Yeah. Yaroslav Halak. I said 9-13. You said 9-15. And he is currently at 9-18. Oh, and the last one was just how many games will Mikey DiPietro play? Uh, I said four, you said three, and he's played one, so he's probably yes. not going to play anymore. Uh, so from there, I think it's pretty close. There's some other ones too. Total points, yeah. you're going to win because you were lower than me, right? Uh, we both said the Canucks will make the playoffs, that's going to be wrong, probably. Yeah, how many games will the Canucks win versus Seattle? We both said three out of four, they're at two for two, okay. We both got these ones wrong. Will Travis Green be fired by May 1st? We both said no. Same with Jim Benning. Um, Canucks goal differential. Total goal differential. (laughs) We were both in the positives. Yeah, well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) When they're scoring that many goals. But not that much. You had them at plus 10. Oh. I had them at plus 7. Oh. Minus 11. Longest winning streak of the season. I said six, didn't I? You said five. I said six. Oh, good job. Good so job. I've, I've clinched that one. I'll give you props. And you have clinched longest losing streak, though, oh, because you say? had five and I had four. And, and they had a five game losing streak. Okay. So that one's locked in already. Yeah. Uh, other fun ones we had were like contract values for Quinn Hughes, which I'll win because uh, ah. you were a little higher. Uh, Elias Patterson, you'll win because you were a little lower. Okay. This uh, is fun, man. This I like this. And yeah, so that's that's all of our predictions that we made. I think it's so. We basically even. didn't get one right, basically. <laughs> no, none of them are close. Well, some of them are. Like Tanner Pearson's is pretty close. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the lower tier players where the numbers are so low that you know Tucker Pullman, we were we doubled up a bit. Um, but hey, so we'll so go do, over this again. Yeah. Let's do oh. this for the ones where we pick points or stats, like say percentage. Uh, one point to the victor, but if someone actually nailed it on, but it's got to be like a, a substantive thing, yeah. like points or then let's give a bonus point. Okay. So sure. two points. Uh, and then we won't do that for obviously, did he get fired? Yes or no. You know, those, those kind of 50% ones. No, but yeah. so do we leave it up to our, our wonderful friends in the chat to again, suggest wagers? Yeah. If you guys want to suggest some stuff, May 2nd will probably be the day we, we go into this because uh, okay. that'll be the first show after the regular season's over. Um, and we can, we can do a deep dive. And again, I don't want to count who's ahead of who on any of these uh, until the end, because if, even if we're going through and if yeah. there's like a really impressive guess, then that's sort of that bonus point territory, yeah. 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 then, yeah. you know, we'll give those. And um, okay. yeah, it's uh no, it's... the way you explained it, Parker, I was feeling really good because the first three or four you said I had, but then there was like a gap where you had about 18 in a row and then I, I had some at the end. So we'll see what happens. It was really just who had the lower number for almost all of the points, <laughs> which is very sad, except for JT Miller. 
Um, and what's good is we had 74 other responses. So we'll uh, we'll be able to for that show have a winner picked. You know, wow. we'll see who uh, who did the best uh, amongst everyone. And that'll be fun. OK, speaking of fun, look at this, some of these suggestions here. If Clay um, wins. Yeah, yeah. Parker has to wear a Tanner Pearson jersey, but then we'd have to go buy one or get yeah. one. Yeah, can we rent a Tanner Pearson jersey? <laughs> what about a jersey? Do you think they sell Tanner Pearson jerseys at the team store? Now you you shake your head as if that's funny. I have I have bought a Lyndon Vay jersey. Okay. Uh, just for comedic value because they it was on sale for five dollars. Yeah. Um. So they might they might have um. They might. You know, we got over 100 viewers when we were talking about our bad, uh, our bad wagers. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bruce says, if I win, I get the refund on the on the Yotes game. <laughs> that's just a, well, that's, that's just that's just a hundred dollar wager. <laughs> that's all that is. Uh, let's see here, uh, Kel. Uh, we're going Kel with the the nice uh, donation to charity of choice. You know, that's that's I think in the running for sure. That's for that's sure. nice, and I, I can't say anything negative about that because yeah, it, we I, go, like, I'm a bad day. person. Yeah. But then, what do I get? <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> oh. uh, how about how about half goes to charity and half goes to me? Unless unless you win, then it all goes to charity. Well, whatever, fine. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, we'll we'll figure something out. Uh, three star three star yeah. restaurant dinner. What is a three star restaurant? Three Michelin star? Because then then we're talking. If we're talking Ricky's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of a different story. Um, On a similar theme, Coach Rob, uh, 20 pack of McNuggets for the winner. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, lots of these things have flat dollar values. It's like, hey, this is an $8 bet, right? <laughs> At this point, right? Uh, three-star restaurant. Okay. It's a, it's a $24 bet. Uh, oh, I'm, oh I'm, I'm crying here. This is funny. Oh, that's great. Um <laughs> um rp says loser has to wear the most hated teams jersey but then we have to go buy a jersey yeah, yeah. like what you're gonna you want me to go buy a i don't know what, what's how about if we hate a team I, i'm not saying we do this one but parker as a takeoff on that one do you have a jersey though that you don't wear anymore like if we did you have to wear a jersey that you you don't wear for whatever reason because i already no. know mine not yeah okay, i know no. i know yours too <laughs> i don't have anything that bad I, 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 all of my jerseys are well-respected former Canucks or current Canucks. David Booth is very sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wear that to a game. That would be great. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't want to bet like that because then it makes yeah. our, it makes us look bad because people aren't going to get the context. They're going to go on Twitter. Like why is Canuck clay wearing a David Booth Jersey? And it's going to get three, 300 retweets. And then, Rick yeah. Dollywell is going to unfollow you and then and everything's yeah, going to be sad. Okay. You're right. You're right. It's got to be stuff that you can't have evidence of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, losers to get a Benning tattoo. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance of that. Um, this is losers to go to fresh slice pizza and stay there from open until close. But for every slice you eat, you get 20 minutes knocked off your time. <laughs> Let's do some math here. Fresh slice pizza. Oh boy, Tyson, that was funny. That was funny, Tyson. Fresh slice pizza is open at least the the one in Surrey. Yeah. Actually, there's another one in Surrey that's worse hours. Uh, we'll go with the one, the main one in the heart of Surrey, 
because it has the longest hours. Yeah. 9.30 a.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> so, no, we're not doing that. That's too 14 long. hours? That's like, so if you want to make it zero, you got to eat 42 pieces of pizza. <laughs> yeah. So I could probably, you get there for breakfast. I think you knock out four. Oh. But then you're only down an hour 20. And then for lunch, you knock out another four. And then for dinner, you're just trying to get as many as you can. So let's say you eat 16 pieces of pizza that day. Well, five hours off. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not enough. Then you still so you're out of there by you're there from nine to nine, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's not worth it. I'd rather I, I'd rather pay a hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't like how Reaction Club is not being equal opportunity. He keeps saying if Clay loses, he has to streak down the street just in his underwear. But what does it Parker loses? Uh, I don't lose. Okay, don't worry fair. about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are great. These are some uh, some good suggestions. Chase on Chase on jersey for you. Yeah, the thing is, I'd love a Chase on jersey. I have a Michael Shapu jersey in my closet. You think I'm not gonna like? I, I you think w- Shapu's you think Shapu's better than Booth? Yeah, he's not disgraced. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Has he done anything bad? Michael Shapu. Okay, everyone in the chat. Brought if you had to, from the miners today. Oh, fine, fine. If you had to choose, would you wear a Michael Chaput jersey or David Booth jersey? Just type in Chaput or Booth. Answer. You know, it's really funny. You go on, I search Chaput's name. This yeah. is a post from RotoWire today because I do all like the any transactions. So he got brought up from the miners because Malkin got put in, in protocol. And the photo of him is in a Canucks jersey. Uh, that good number 45. Maybe I'll wear wow. that. Should I wear the Chaput jersey to the game tomorrow? That'd be hilarious. That's up to you. It is up to me. Not here to have, judge. That's the problem. I have so many jerseys that I like. It's like, am I really going to wear the Chapoo jersey? Uh, but I kind of want to. It is pretty sweet. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Everyone's saying Booth. Booth. They said Booth was worse, right? No, I said, which one would you wear? Truly. Oh, oh. <laughs> David Booth's kind of a, a nutto. Yeah, uh, very quickly, uh, time for hockey asking, why is David Booth's reputation bad? As a hockey player, he was fine. Yeah, um, he, fast player. Barely. Kind of got uh, <laughs> his his uh, career cut short by injury, tried a stint in the KHL. But outside of that, uh, where do you want uh, – how would you explain it? Just he, kind is, of, he is very in the conspiracy sauce, on yeah. the uh, on, especially on Twitter. And it's just it's just not, not worth your time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I think in a city like Vancouver, that is yeah. <laughs> very very heavily leaning in one direction. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> and a, and a, I, I don't think it'd be a, the best look. Yes, and a couple of smaller misgivings. Like he uh, he did a hunting picture once, so that wasn't great. Um, also has very and you uh, might say, oh, but he walked it back. No, it is his uh, it's his banner on his Twitter profile. Well, still, thank you. Yeah, um, some Christian beliefs where that's fine for some people, but I think he he went a little bit strong one way as well. And then yes, as Parker said, um, especially the the way he was leaning politically. Um, just yeah, yeah, you can look it up yourself. Yeah, you guys can do that. He's, uh, <laughs> uh reaction club saying if i lose i have to go to a home game next season to boston again i'm not buying a boston jersey uh, i has to yell i hate the canucks at the top of my lungs five times i'll just get i just get abused right like if i if i did that people wouldn't be happy with me mm-hmm. i i think the ushers would tell me to sit down <laughs> yeah i uh, how's your singing voice peter says the parker oh, loses you have to sing a yeah, you have to sing about Benning. No, no, there's not. There's no singing being involved in this bet. Okay. That's okay. that's off the table. 
How about dancing? RP says loser has to dance by the main entrance at Rogers Arena. <laughs> dancing is a little tough too. Agam, I've seen you. I I like this one. Okay, the but before we get to that, to, okay, go ahead. I've seen you dance at the start of your streams when when the Canucks win. I've seen you dance a little barely. Bit. You've seen me vibe a little bit. That's what you call it. <laughs> it's much different. Okay. Um, Agam says the loser has to get a life size Tyler Myers cardboard cutout. That's there's no loss here. If I had a Tyler Myers cardboard cutout behind me in all of yeah. my streams, that would be a huge upgrade. Uh, the problem, especially because I would I would have it set up perfectly yeah. where it would cut off right at the top of the neck. So it's just neck and then it cuts off at the top of my screen. That's that's excellent. <laughs> wow. So oh, so many good ones here. Loser goes as, as one of the green men oh. to a Canucks game. <laughs> be a good look not, for you. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> good thing i've lost a bit of weight it wouldn't look as disgusting as it would have uh, a month ago i yeah, mean a year you can't ago, hide yeah. in, you can't hide in one of those suits that's uh <laughs> yeah those i don't want to wear one of those that's <sighs> we'll figure wow. something out it'll probably be something simple <laughs> not yeah. crazy um like like stuff like this like this is so one-sided <laughs> loser shaves their head let's do it <laughs> Yeah, I wow, there's like almost there's not much of a downside for you. You've shaved your head before. <laughs> I love it. All right. I uh do we want to wrap up there? Is that, yeah, is it's that funny. Uh, sorry guys, we didn't take any of your questions because we were too busy. <laughs> you guys got different interaction today. Oh that was good. That was great. Um, yeah, right. we're gonna wrap up there. Um we've got a, a bit of a busy week. Canucks play three games this week. Um so I do stuff after Canucks games. Clay does stuff after Canucks games. We both do stuff. Uh, all yeah. linked below. Parker's Pucks, Canuck Clay, YouTube and Twitter, and all that good stuff. Uh, if excuse me, if you enjoy the show, hit like, hit subscribe, do all that normal stuff. You can follow both of, both of us on Twitter. Um, and if you missed any part of it, you can rewind back to the beginning, or you can find it on your favorite podcast platform in about thirty minutes or so. Uh, it comes up pretty quick nowadays, so um clay any parting words for the evening yeah i wish you tons of fun at tomorrow's game man i know you'll represent the glcpc or just represent yourself with whatever you're wearing at the game and uh i just want to make sure for next week it's valentine's day we both are in relationships but i think we're still going to try and do a show is that correct yeah i think it's late enough that i can get away with it so okay. we'll give it a go um unless unless i say otherwise within the next week <laughs> so it is a 90 percent go unless okay. something comes up um okay but i think we should be okay you uh, let me know yes we will do that you all right be married as long as you've been alive isn't that funny that's crazy we'll leave the viewers with that one <laughs> all right uh have have a good one guys and uh we will see you next week <laughs>